Welcome to the Grant Writing Simplified Podcast. This is the place to learn how to make a big impact in your community through grant writing and nonprofit consulting. The world needs you to step forward as a grant writer and use your skills to lead with confidence. I'm Teresa Huff, former special ed teacher turned grant writer and nonprofit strategist. In my 20 years of freelancing, I've helped nonprofits triple their funding and exponentially increase their reach. Now I'm stepping up to mentor freelancers and nonprofit leaders like you who are ready to take your skills to the next level. It's time to get intentional about your vision so you can create lasting change in your community. Learn the skills and strategies you need to become the grant writer the world needs. Let's do this. Hey friends, welcome. It's hard to believe we are kicking off the second quarter of 2022 already. I have a lot of great content and some special guests coming up that I can't wait for you to hear these interviews and conversations. So far in quarter one, I've been to a couple of conferences in person, which was really nice, and I was able to lead several grant writing workshops and webinars. Those were lots of fun, and I really enjoyed them because it gave me the ability to talk firsthand to a lot of nonprofit leaders and grant writers and people who are doing the work or wanting to do the work but just don't quite know how to get to that next level with their skills. So it's been helpful to collect those questions as well, because I know a lot of you out there are wondering the same things. And that's what we're going to be talking about today and then over the next few weeks. In the Fast Track to Grant Writer program that I have, the students in there ask so many great questions. We talk about how to write grants, of course, (laughs) that's what it's for, and how to level up their skills to that more professional level of grant writing. But then we also really dive deep into the strategy behind it and how they can design a plan that fits their goals and personality. I want it to be customized to each person so that you end up with a career and work that you love. If that is something that you are super interested in, come check out the Fast Track because this might be the perfect timing for you and your next career step. You can learn more about that at teresahuff.com VIP. This quarter, I am planning content that will give you some tools to really sharpen your skills and your effectiveness in your grant writing and your nonprofit work. And before we get started, nonprofits and grant writers often ask me where to find grants. Recently, I discovered Instrumental, and it has made my grant searching process go so much faster. You can customize the search terms, and they'll send you reminders of upcoming deadlines. Plus, they have all the helpful data right there in the system their customers end up saving on average about three hours a week. Instrumental brings all your grant prospecting, tracking, and the project management all under one roof. In fact, I've partnered with Instrumental to give you a free two-week trial and $50 off your first month. Go to teresahuff.com instrumental, that's instrument with an L, and start your free trial. You can use the code GWSPOD. Go give it a try. Now today, one of the things we're going to talk about is a little more of a pro-grant writing tip. And this is something that will be beneficial not just in grant writing, but maybe in your donor letters and some of your presentations when you're explaining about the work that you do. Now we all know that getting a nonprofit running, no matter what stage you're at, has its share of challenges, right? Any nonprofit, just by nature of the work we do, it's going to have some challenges. It's You're going to run into problems. You're going to hit walls and not know how to address those. 
part of my role when I'm working with a nonprofit is to kind of play the devil's advocate a little bit. Now, the key is the client knows I'm on their side. So when we start talking through these tough issues or what ifs or how can you address this, they know that my heart is in the right place for helping them. So yeah, I may be asking some tough questions, but they know it's for their own good that we sit down and talk them through. It's much better to talk it through with a friend like me than to try and explain it to a funder that's saying, well, we can't fund you because of this. If we can address the red flags up front, then it's much better for long-term results and sustainability. Back in episode 37, I talked through some different sustainability options and ways to strengthen that and present that in your grant applications when I did the strategy call with Ashley McMichael. You can go back and listen to that if you really want to go deeper into some of those ideas. Albert Einstein said, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking that created them. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking that created them. Now, if you think about that, it's the same with our grants and our nonprofit work. We know we're going to run into problems. That's just a part of the work. As we grow, there's going to be growing pains. As we try to get established, as we try to develop more fundraising streams, there's always going to be new types of problems, more clients coming in, more issues that we run into. And because of that, we also have to grow and shift with them. The issue sometimes is that we don't want to address those red flags. Sometimes a red flag will come up or they might be really small in the beginning, like, okay, this could be a little concerning, or this might be something down the road that could really be a bigger issue, but sometimes we want to sweep them under the rug. And the reason I bring this up is because a lot of times in grant applications, people think, oh no, the funder might not like this, so we're just not going to mention it and hope they don't notice. We'll just sweep it under the rug. That actually couldn't be further from the truth because if you sweep it under the rug, you can bet that is what the funder is going to zero in on and want to know more about. And if you haven't properly addressed it, that's going to be a huge red flag and hurt your chances of winning the grant. So I'm going to give you three key tips for how to address red flags in your grant applications. Number one, the first thing is to be aware. Do you even know what the red flags are in your organization, in your programming, in your fundraising, in your grant readiness? And this is one reason why I talk so much about grant readiness and making sure you're even ready for grants before you start applying, because a lot of people aren't even aware that this is such a red flag for funders. You need to know and acknowledge what the red flags are. And by acknowledging and naming these, that doesn't mean you're not going to get the grant. It means that you're aware that, hey, this is a potential issue. We're working on it and we're aware of it. So that is showing that you're not sweeping it under the rug. You're not going to let it fester until it becomes a huge problem. You're aware. That's the first step. Interestingly enough, I've got more tools coming up on that this month that I am so excited to share with you. (laughs) I can't wait for you to hear this upcoming interview, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Number two, be straightforward about your red flags. Don't just sweep them under the rug. It's important to just acknowledge, yes, we're aware that this is a problem. We're aware that we are running out of space in our facility. We're aware that we are understaffed. 
we're aware that there are more kids in need here in this community than what we can serve. We're aware that we don't have the funding to expand to a new location. Do you see what I mean? You're naming the thing. Instead of hiding, instead of burying it, instead of letting it seem big, you are well-defining the parameters. We've talked about this lately, about how constraints can actually be a catalyst for good things to happen. So define those parameters of your red flags. And then number three, be proactive and show that you have a plan. Instead of just saying, yeah, there's a problem, also show, yes, we're aware that this is a problem. Here are the steps we're taking to address it, and here's what we're doing in the future and how you can help us. Do you see how that suddenly shifted the whole narrative? I'll give you a simple example of this. Say the executive director has been there 10 years, it's been a really stable program, things are going well, and the director just retired. That could be a red flag right there, a change in leadership. It was stable, and now there are a lot of unknowns going into the future. How could you address that potential red flag to actually shift the narrative so that it's defined, straightforward, and you have a plan to move forward? There are several options depending on the situation. The director retired. Maybe now you have an interim director that has experience in this new curriculum that you're implementing, or that has five years of experience in a certain area that you work in. Maybe you're already in the process of hiring a new director. Maybe you've had three board members that have been with the organization for years. Your staff has been stable. There are still a lot of pluses. So you can show how you are offsetting that potential red flag because you still have stability, you're choosing wisely for your next steps. You're helping to minimize the disruption in your programming by keeping things stable. See how that's now shifted from the potential red flag of, oh no, the director is leaving, to, okay, the director is leaving. Here's the plan to move through that. Now, instead, it's no big deal. It's just a shift in your program a little bit and in your leadership, but it's not going to disrupt the whole thing. It's not going to cause your nonprofit to fold and close up shop. But that first step is being aware that it could potentially be a red flag, being straightforward about those potential red flags, and then being proactive, having a plan to work through them. Now, the tricky part about this is that within the organization, you can't always see the red flags yourselves. And that's why I work with nonprofits and with the grant writing students in my program to identify those potential red flags in their organization and in their work that they're doing and in grant applications. What could be a red flag? How can we really pinpoint and define those and map out a plan so then they're not a red flag anymore? It's just, here's a part of our plan and here's how we're working through these challenges. And here's how the funder can be a part of that solution with us. See how that totally shifts the approach and the way you look at it? Sometimes board member or staff dynamics can be really difficult and you need an outside person to help pinpoint some of those problems or identify potential solutions and then develop an effective way to present that to funders. The key is to always be honest and straightforward about your programming, your challenges, the work you're doing. Funders know it's not perfect. 
They know you and your organization are not perfect. So don't pretend to be. You want to be upfront about what's happening and present it in a way that you're inviting them to be a part of it. Now, if you are a nonprofit needing help thinking through some of this, this is exactly what I help clients with. You can go to teresahuff.com slash apply, and we can help you pinpoint and define a plan to address these red flags. So then they aren't red flags anymore. They just become a part of your plan and your narrative. Grant writers, same way. I will teach you how to be proactive in your grant writing with hands-on practice and personalized feedback so that you can practice these things and learn how to think strategically. You can learn to think ahead and help your clients with these red flags so then you can be more successful in the long run with your grant applications. Students love the one-to-one attention and support that they get in the program, and we have so much fun in there. (laughs) And if you are interested in grant writing, I invite you to come join us at teresahuff.com slash BIP. All right, I want to leave you with a challenge question. What is a red flag that maybe you have been either overlooking or pushing aside and ignoring? How can you be more straightforward about that and develop a plan to address it? I would love to hear more or help you brainstorm through this. Shoot me a message on my website or on LinkedIn and we can continue the conversation. All right, friends, you are doing amazing work in the world. So keep at it and I will talk to you next week.